0: All right, hello and welcome to just a family. This is giving you something to talk about, or just a live TV as I like to call it. I'm your host, Melissa Kretschler. I'm an identity coach, spiritual teacher, business mentor, creator, and founder of Just a Live TV and the Women Supporting Women Can Network. Today we're going to be talking about one of my favorite topics, mother or martyr. And this is going to be a great episode. If you're a mom, um, tune in to watch this because we're not putting ourselves first and we need to start putting ourselves first as moms. So today's episode has been sponsored by female force fitness and coaching. I always want to say female force fit because it's just <laughs> female force fitness and coaching is offering the just a family 10% off coaching or training package. Plus, um, a discounted price on their upcoming group coaching program called the Fierce and Free Blueprint. So make sure you go and check that out. Link in the description, like, follow and share the show. Um, If you want to get a hold of either myself or my guest host, Sarah, you can do so. Our links are in the description of this episode and we are open and available to your comments and to your questions. So reach out, do that. Sarah, would you like to introduce yourself?
1: there. I'm Sarah Jafar Adams. I am a personal trainer and women's empowerment coach and the owner of female force fitness and coaching and passionate about women taking really good care of themselves. So I'm very happy to be here. Thank you. Absolutely. And what better conversation than mother martyr. Um,
0: (coughs) so I myself have four children now three that I've birthed. One is by, uh, one is a bonus and what a bonus. I absolutely adore him, but I have four children, and I can't tell you the amount of mothers that I've met in my 30 plus years that are martyring for their children, are absolute nutter. They, they are putting themselves aside in every way for their children. I've heard mothers say, I'm only alive because of my children. I'm only st- surviving for my children. And it breaks my heart because that tells me first and foremost, you have no connection to yourself and that's not okay.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I've heard similar things from women that I work with and as well as women in my world. Um, For instance, like packing lunches in the morning, making sure husband has something beautiful. The kids have something beautiful and maybe she'll grab some leftover whatever's rep, you know, there. So it's, that's an example of, you know, just giving to everybody else. And then if there's some at the end of the day, maybe giving some to herself. But in my experience, a lot of women don't have anything left at the end of the day to give to themselves. So they're running on empty, they're giving from an empty cup. And then we wonder, why are we stressed, overwhelmed, frustrated, um, unfulfilled, dot, dot, dot. So here we are.
0: Yep. And I think society has had a huge hand in creating that. Society over the last, I don't even know, 100 years has said, you know, as a wife and mother, you have to stay home, you have to take care of your kids, your life, you know, when you're just a wife, and I say that, so don't come at me because this is going somewhere. If you're just a wife, because this is what, again, society's thought process, when you're just a wife, you have to be the wife, you have to do everything to please your, your husband, Right. (laughs) <laughs> what was that thing that I saw? Um, I had it quite a long time ago. It is from the ni- 1955 and it was the white Homewife's guide mm-hmm. and it was the most ridiculous thing I'd ever heard. And, but that was, that was the 1950s, right? Is you did everything you could, your appearance, your clothing, um, your lifestyle, your home, the way you, The way you engaged with your partner when he came home, just phenomenally. Oh my God. There was nothing of you in there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I find that women lose themselves along the way, whether it's in, you know, in caring for their children, caring for their husbands, in the work that they bring to the world. And then, you know, they're sad, depressed, anxious. And yes, this has been modeled to us from years and years and years of women just working themselves into the ground and really just, it's very sad. It breaks my heart. And this is, I think we're breaking the mold. We're in a place now where we're putting our foot down and we're, I think that, you know, it's important that we put ourselves on the list, not only on the list, but at the top of the list, pour Mm -hmm. into ourselves first and then give from that.
0: Yep. Well, absolutely. Right. Um, I heard stories of, mothers
1: and you know what I
0: want to preemptively say this to anybody watching or anybody listening we're not coming at you if you're a martyr um as a mother if you're a martyr there's nothing wrong with that you know if that's where you want to be if that's what you were taught if you're struggling to get out of that mindset whatever that looks like it is okay we are not coming at you we are talking from a place of we're already past that right so we're not judging the people who are still there. We're telling you, you don't have to be there, right? Um, it's like filling a bathtub. Let's say you fill a bathtub and you're gonna do one bathtub and it's disgusting, I know, but you're gonna use one bathtub for everybody. <coughs> dad uses it first, mm-hmm. right? Because dad's gonna work. So dad uses it first, comes home from work, uses it, whatever goes in and then watches a game or whatever then you have to, the kids, right? The kids need to be cleaned. They've had a busy day. They go to school the next day, whatever. They've got to have their stuff. And then you come to the end of that. And it's like, for the one person, and you think about this, for the one person, let's say you're a stay-at-home mom. For, for example, you're a stay-at-home mom. You don't, you're not playing in the dirt unless you're gardening. And even then you're going to wash your hands. You're not rolling around in the dirt. You're not at, um, let's say your husband's mechanic. Mine's mine's a mechanic. So when he comes home, he's dirty, right? When my kids come home, they're dirty. When I'm at home, I work from home. Don't get me wrong. I do stuff around the house. I sweat, you know, if you work out, if you do any of that, you're going to create a little bit of sweat, but I'm not dirty like they are. So the cleanest person in the house needs to have a bath in the dirtiest possible water because the dirtiest person went first. Right. That's martyring yourself in, in a way it's martyring yourself. Um, just as an example, you know, of how we, we do what's best for us last yet, you know, fill this in for everybody else.
1: Yeah. It seems a bit backwards. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we're, we're creating that shift. When, when we take care of ourselves first, I know that there's a lot of guilt around that for moms to take five minutes, 10 minutes, an hour for themselves each day. That doesn't come for free. There's a lot of like guilt associated, whether she's at work, whether she's with the kids, where, wherever she is, she feels like she needs to be in five or 10 places at once. And we, we have to really tune into like, okay, I I deserve to be taken care of just as much as everybody else does and when I take care of myself I have even more to give to my children to my spouse to my work and everybody thrives in that environment and also what we're modeling for our children is imperative because we're teaching our children exactly what we've been taught and I think that we're putting our foot down and saying no this is this is a broken system and you know we deserve the best. And when we are our best, we can absolutely provide even more for for the people we're pouring into.
0: Oh, for sure. And I love that you mentioned that we are the example, right? When I can't teach my daughters to stand up for themselves, I can't teach my daughters to put themselves first and make sure that they're taking care of themselves before anybody else, if I'm not doing it myself. Absolutely. Teaching by example. And There are so one of the comments that I made at the first video or the first part of this episode is that, you know, I've had people tell me I'm only living for my kids that talks about deep depression, that right there, that comment, I'm not going to say every time, but every time I've heard it come out of somebody's mouth, that is a deep depression. You are putting, and and I'm sorry, this, this is going to feel like I'm coming at people and I'm not again. I'm just—I'm a mental, mental and emotional health genius. This is just where it's going. When you, when you tell your children or you tell other people that I'm only alive for my kids, what kind of pressure are you putting on your children? You're teaching your children that one, you're at their beck and call; two, you only live for them; and three that if it wasn't for them you wouldn't be alive. So they now have to be perfectly behaved. They have to, you know, there's so much pressure that that puts
1: on a child to be the only reason that you're living. Yeah, it's a huge burden and a huge injustice to not only them but everybody, everybody involved.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um people pleasing. My goodness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is when so, what would we classify as uh, mother or martyr? I, I guess that's where I'm going with people pleasing, and then you know, I'm I'm looking at our notes from when we when we you know had the pre-screening, and we talked about you know um, emotional and rever- verbal abuse, you know, uh, scarcity. Uh, who am I, right? Um, what does it mean to be a um, a martyr in in that motherhood role? What do you feel like that means for you?
1: I feel like a martyr doesn't really know who she is and described well by your examples. And, um, there was a saying when I was younger, do, as I say, not as I do. And that's not how our children are learning. They're watching us. They're modeling our behavior. We can tell them what to do. We can tell them to chase their dreams, but if we're not doing it, what type of example are we setting? So when we're a martyr for our children or for our family, we're basically teaching them to do the same in their life, to stay quiet, to stay small, to give, give more than you even have. And to just live in a state of depressed, you know, I mean, it's no life to live. We have so much power within us and we want, I think that we all want to live our biggest, fullest lives. And we want that for our children and our families as well. So the best thing we can do is to step into that and lead from that instead of coming from a place of, scarcity and people pleasing and lacking this and that and the other and losing ourselves along the way it's important that we still we cultivate our creativity we cultivate our connections we really give ourselves some time to pour into ourselves whether it's taking five minutes to breathe or taking a walk or you know exercising or having a nutritious meal or going to a counselor whatever that looks like because it's different for everybody and it's different each day but I think that the more that we really lean into like, how do we want our family to live and lead with that? I think the better, the better we can be as mothers and, and all the roles that we, we have as women. Yep. And the guilt, you mentioned the
0: guilt, right? And when you're putting everything onto yourself, when it comes to, you know, being the martyr mother, There, there is no guilt. I, I look at my own family. So again, I'm a mother of four. I I don't, I don't put my children first. That doesn't mean they're, they're unloved. It doesn't mean that they're not valued and they're not supported. And I'm a fun mom and I'm, and I'm a strict mom and I'm, I'm whatever mom I need to be in the moment. But they know that one, I put myself first. They know I put myself first. I'm teaching them independence. I'm teaching them accountability, responsibility, security. I'm teaching them my smarter method. Right? I created the smarter method. I'm teaching my children that. I'm teaching them how to be secure in themselves, how to be mature in their mindset, how to be accountable, responsible, how to trust themselves, how to embrace their experiences, and how to be ready to take the steps forward. Mm -hmm. But I have to show them that. And as a mother, I'm doing that. Right now, whether that's work, whether that's, you know, household, whether you can do that every day in every way by honoring yourself, saying, what do I want? You know, check in with yourselves in the morning. What do I need? Whether that's after you send everybody off, you know, if you're the martyr mother and you're trying to make those changes, (coughs) when you've gotten everybody ready to go for the day, they've got their lunches packed, like Sarah said at the beginning. Everybody's got their fancy lunches and you send them out of the day. You know, make yourself a cup of tea or a coffee or whatever it is, right? Sit down and take 5 quiet minutes with yourself even if you've got the baby, even if you've got a toddler. Find 5 minutes to yourself and say, "What do I need today? What do I want to do today? What do I want to feel today?" Yes, right? More conversations. Even, right? That that one question, that one internal dialogue is like a huge step forward to removing yourself from martyrhood and back into motherhood.
1: Yes, and having difficult conversations, stating Mm -hmm. what it is that you need and want, I think can be very difficult for women because we've been told, don't be too loud, don't be too opinionated, don't be too this, this, that. And it's like, no, we matter just as much as everybody else. And of course we can be kind and respectful when we, we share what we need and want, but it's really important. And if we don't take that time to check in with ourselves, we don't know what we need and want. And everybody else is dictating that for us.
0: Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's not right. I, I look at my own and, and especially, um, so we're talking, you know, mothers of all types. So let's talk about, you know, single mothers and not even single mothers, but married mothers. I'm married. Um, doesn't look like it right now because I'm not wearing my rings. But I'm married, and my when people talk to me about my husband, and my husband is an asshole. I love him dearly, but he is an that's his manly essence, um, and it's hard to handle at times. But that's the way we work. I'm I'm also a bitch, so so we work very well that way. Pardon the language, people. Um, I had a lack of better terminology for that, or more appropriate terminology for that. <laughs> But when people ask me, like, what does your husband do? And I'm like, well, my husband, you know, manages a mechanic shop. And um, they're like, get him more involved in the day-to-day. I said, what do I need to get him more involved with? My husband will do absolutely everything but cook. And he, if, if, he ab- if he had to, he would do it. He cleans. He does laundry. He takes care of the kids. He does drop off and pick up. He goes to work. He takes out the garbage. Like That's awesome everything he literally will do everything and i've you know if i need him to do something or if i need him to pick something up or if i'm feeling really down he'll be like babe i got it
1: <coughs>
0: you know That's what i mean a, you do yeah it's it.
1: a partnership mm-hmm. exactly did you have to teach him any of this stuff or was he kind of this way from the very beginning
0: um for the most part, like when it comes to cleanliness, my my husband's a little bit inerentive you know, when it comes to cleanliness, so I didn't have to teach him cleaning at all. Um, but when it came when it came to taking care of everybody, it was I think it got to a point where for a good ten years of our marriage, he was gone half the time. <coughs> Excuse me, he was gone half the time. He was working oil field or he was you know driving truck. And so I became, in essence, a single parent at that time. Yeah. And so there was a little bit of a, of a difference um, when it, he became a, in management where it was like, okay, I need your help with this. You know what I mean? I understand you've worked all day. And s- single moms or, or stay-at-home moms, please listen to this. I understand that you've gone to work all day and that you're tired and you just want to relax when you get home but I've been nonstop go with the kids all day, or I've been nonstop go with this all day, or, you know what, I'm not feeling good today and I've done nothing today. I need your help. Mm -hmm. Right. It's hard to do the first few times and trust me, you know, if you don't get a great reception of it, absolutely. You know, we all get comfortable Mm -hmm. We all get comfortable. We all get comfortable in our roles. We all get comfortable in our responsibilities. You go to work, you know, let's say you have a nine-to-five job. All of us at one point have had a nine-to-five job. You have a nine-to-five job or whatever that looks like. You go to work, you do the work, you go home. It's the same work every time you go. Now, if you go to work and they say, oh, you're not doing this job, you're doing this job, you're like, whoa. that's that's not my job though right we get comfortable in that routine Mm -hmm. right so saying you know what I understand this is how we've been doing it but I need to we need to switch it up I'm I'm not okay make sure that you know and the other person knows that you need it
1: absolutely and I have so many clients that say well I'd have to teach him I'd have to well, you know what? It's worth the investment in showing what it is that you need help with, because in the long run, it's going to pay off. But some women are just so busy, go, go, go. There's not enough time to teach him, but you know what? Either you teach him or your child or whomever to help you raise your hand and ask for help, or you're carrying all of the weight. And then you wake up one day and you're bitter and resentful and stressed out and overwhelmed. And, at some point you have to take ownership of a little bit of that because you didn't say what you needed. You didn't have those conversations.
0: Communication. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what coming out of being a martyr and going back into being, you know, a mother is communication, communicating to your kids. Is it going to be easy? If, if you've been at this for years, (laughs) it's not going to be easy, but it happens. Right. And it's, healthy communication there's there's you know um even if you have to teach your family what it means to listen what the actual way there are three ways we listen and only one of them is healthy right um teaching them the way to listen teaching them that you know i had a girlfriend at one point and she taught me one of the most valuable lessons and this was only a handful of years ago and she said my kids don't do chores to get paid my kids don't do chores Um, around the house, my kids have responsibilities as a part of this family.
1: Exactly.
0: They are there. They are making the mess. They are living there rent free, (laughs) no bills to pay. Um, we need to teach them that responsibility. All of my children have chores. Even the two that no longer live at home. If they come here and they eat all my food and they want my attention, they need to help while they're here right? So right now, like I said, my husband, you know, broke his foot, so he can't do any lifting, he can He barely walk still. Um, but what ends up happening is, you know, they come over and they take out the garbage, or, you know, they do heavy lifting, and they helped me rearrange my, my office, right? So making sure that it's known, and trust me, um, there's one phrase that my kids do not want to hear me say and it's that's okay I'll do it myself I say I'll do it myself they usually come running what happens if you do it um they just know that you know if I could it's just that limit right like if I've asked for help or um my my oldest just turned 20 and just got his first apartment Um, and during the summer I had asked him to come over. I had like six totes of clothes that I had of somebody else's and they were having a garage sale. So they wanted the totes of clothes, but I had to bring them up from the basement, put them in the car. Again, my husband's broken foot. So I have trouble going into the crawl space in my basement. Um, and so I was like, Hey, I need you to come over and I need you to help me. And his, he was coming swimming at my brother's house. And he's like, I was like, I need you to come and help me before we go swimming. And he's like, Yeah, okay, not a problem. Well, I told him to be here at noon. And well, by one o'clock, he still wasn't here. And I said, okay, never mind. I'll do it myself. And I asked his girlfriend later on that day. And I said, what was his re- what was his reaction when I said that? And she goes, he went, oh shit, we need to leave now. <laughs> like, okay. <clears throat> And then they just get my attitude and angst for the rest of the day. Um, No, like punishments are severe. They just know that they disappointed me, which is, you know, never, never a good idea to disappoint mom.
1: Yeah. It's not a good feeling, but I love what you said about not getting paid for chores because we are all a part of this family union, a part of this household. And we all take part in eating food and making dishes dirty and so on and so forth. Running around
0: the house. Yeah. Right. Like.
1: We're doing this together. It's not all up to me or anybody else. It's we're in this together. And I think that that is what they take on in their lives as they become somebody's roommate. Then they're not the messy roommate that doesn't do anything or they don't know how to cook for themselves or boil water and they're helpless. So ultimately it gives them confidence and so many other things as well. Yeah. I think the
0: biggest thing that society has forgotten. And, and I, I even said this to my husband the other day. Um, society has forgotten we send our kids to school and don't get me started on schooling but we send our kids kids to school until they're 18. in and, and I'm, I'm gonna go back to the olden days because the olden days had some good qualities yeah. they went to school up until a certain point and then they started working right they had chores at home if you grew up on a farm and you know even the 80s the 60s whatever you did your chores. Before you woke up at the butt crack of dawn. You did your chores. You got what you needed to do. You went to school for half the day or even the day. Then you went home and finished off the chores. And everybody had a chore and a responsibility. It didn't matter how old you were. We forget, I'm not raising mini-me's. While they look like me and they act like me, I'm not raising mini-me's. I'm raising Bella. I'm raising Haley. I'm raising children who are going to become individual, unique adults? They're not mini meets. Yeah. We're raising the next generation and we're raising adults. If they don't know how to cook, if they don't know how to clean, if they don't know how to be responsible and accountable for themselves and their actions, they're not going to be happy, healthy, and well rounded human beings.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And when you have, Take, for instance, the the example of working on a farm when you get up early in the morning and you do all the things and then you go to school and you come home and you do all the things like think about the discipline and the work ethic and what that teaches you and you go out into the world with that, what type of human being you become versus, you know, the opposite. So it, it helps the whole world, really, when we when we are raising children like that.
0: Yeah, you wonder why we have so many entitled kids so much of an entitled society, right? We're not teaching what we should be teaching. And again, that's a whole nother thing that you know, get me started on my Smarter Method because there's so much that we're missing. There's so much that our kids are missing. And again, I can't stress this enough. Mother, martyr, mother, ma- mar- martyr, mother, whatever it is that you're, that you're in that process right now, we are raising human beings. That baby that you're raising is not going to be a baby forever. Yeah. I can't stress that enough. They are individually unique human beings. And one of the things that I said to my daughter, because she was giving it, she is giving it to me bad <laughs> a couple of months ago, and I said, if you were anybody but my daughter, I would have either punched you or gotten rid of you out of my life. Now, I, I grew up in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. And if anybody knows, it's friendly Manitoba. But in friendly Manitoba, you learn that you give people respect and you're friendly to them. But the minute they disrespect you, it's usually a throat punch or something along those lines that gets thrown out there, right? We, are, we do get violent. But um, not that I would with my children. But if you think about it, the amount of disrespect, the amount of entitlement, that we take on from our children as martyr mothers,
1: Yeah.
0: what are we teaching them? If anybody else said the things to you that your kids said, what would you do? Yeah. What would you do? You, you wouldn't allow that person to be a part of your life anymore. Now, children are different. Absolutely. I'm not going to just cut my children off because they say, Mom, I hate you. That's a phase. I totally know that. But they need to be held accountable. And take responsibility for their actions. And if we're martyring for them, they're not getting
1: them. Exactly. It goes back to the whole, you, you teach people how to treat you. And when you're allowing that from your children and they go out into the real world and try to teach, treat other people that way, they're going to have a rude awakening. <laughs> mm-hmm. Go to school and teach uh, treat their teacher that way. We'll see what happens. Yep. So yeah, again, back to the disservice. You're really not helping anybody by allowing that.
0: Yep. There's so many, we could talk about this topic for hours. There's so many ways that we as mothers martyr ourselves and take on the shit that we don't need to take on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I hope that this encourages some women to really, you know, look at their lives and look at their, you know, their place and what little steps they could take as far as like maybe stepping out of martyrdom and realizing that, you know, again, at that that's a big burden for our children to take on too. And our children don't need us to be a martyr. Our children need to see us save ourselves and our children need to see us live because that's how they're going to live. So, you know, the bigger Love- picture... I love the, I love the passion in
0: your end. I can see it. I can feel, <laughs> I can feel the aggressive passion of just like, Oh,
1: this pisses me off. <laughs> I this does. It. I and love it. yeah, it brings up a lot of emotions because I, I was in a marriage for a long time that both of us were so proud that we were giving our children a father that neither of us had. And I realized it wasn't that healthy of a relationship that we were, As much as we wanted to stay together to make a complete family, what we were modeling for our children was not healthy. And I realized I was becoming a martyr, you know, I was being a martyr for my children, just sticking with it. Someday I would be happy someday, but that's not the way I want my children to live. So I had to make a lot of difficult decisions to step out of that role that, no, this is not okay. And this is not okay for me, but this is not okay because of what I'm modeling for you, for my son, or, you know, it doesn't matter. gender of the child everybody's learning something from this behavior and the the dynamics of the relationship and you know and also when we're not mentally healthy physically healthy all that that a human being entails as a mother we're also putting that on our children so i know so many of my my children's friends parents mom specifically are not in a healthy place and i see the toll that that takes on the child And what they take on because of that. So it's just years and years and years of trauma and mental health issues. And you name it because of somebody not facing their stuff. We have to face it, feel it so we can release it and not continue with other generations carrying that on.
0: And as much as we've talked about mothers this entire episode, it is fathers too, right? Um, Like you said, sticking out a marriage because it's what's best for the kids. That's not what's best for the kids. People assume that they know what's best for their children. And while we do, we also don't. Again, unique individuals. They're not seeing mom and dad staying together as a good thing when mom and dad are fighting and they're internalizing that fighting and saying, what did I do wrong? Is this my fault? Um, And that's not an okay situation, right? There are so many ways to maneuver through parenting, whether male or female, um, the, you know, asking yourself as, as a father, you know, um, or even as a mother, <coughs> you have a daughter, right? Do I want her with somebody like me? That's- right. As a mother, do I want my son with somebody like me? Right. Mm-hmm. My son's girlfriend, <laughs> he called me the other day and he's like, she's just like you. I'm like, yay. <laughs>
1: right and he laughed he's like shit I'm dating my mom (laughs) that's kind of gross but okay it's so true though they they always say you marry women marry their fathers and vice versa and I didn't really know my father growing up and started to get to know him later in life and the more I got to know my husband I was like holy crap these guys are so similar and it's weird because I didn't know my father and came come to find out they were so similar that it was just mind-boggling to me that in fact, that is true, what they say, in, in, in my experience anyway.
0: Yeah. And sometimes it's completely the opposite. Sometimes some girls uh, and some men will marry the opposite of their parent because maybe they didn't like their parent growing up. And then all of a sudden, you've got it even worse, right? Um, you think about how many kids grow up searching for what they didn't get, and they search for it in the wrong places. Yeah. Right. But again, when we do the smarter method or, or anything that really gets us to be, you know, happy, healthy, well-rounded human beings, we're not searching for those things. Yeah. Right. We're not searching for outside fulfillment.
1: Yes. Yes. The fulfillment comes from within and the opposite can also be true. I feel like, um, my children's dad gives them everything. So I think that that can also do a disservice. Like you're talking about the entitlement, but when they go to find specifically my oldest child goes to find a partner, they're going to look for somebody that's, that has, you know, that that's like dad, that's going to give them everything they ever wanted. And how are they ever going to find somebody that really stacks up to that? And I think that can also do somebody. some.
0: Yep. Absolutely. There has to be a healthy balance. And I think that's everything in life. There needs to be a healthy balance. Um, starting with not looking outwardly, right? We, we need to stop looking outside of ourselves for happiness, for acceptance, for love, um, for all of that. We, we definitely do. All right. Well, is there anything else you'd like to add about being a mother or a martyr? I think, you know what, let's, before we get going, let's talk about some ways that we can remove ourselves from martyrdom. Uh, I know that earlier we talked about, you know, having an internal dialogue with yourself, whether that's the, you know, early in the day or at the end of the night, you know, check in with yourself and say, what do I need today? What do I want today? How am I feeling today? What do I want to accomplish today? Having that internal communication and dialogue with yourself.
1: Yeah, I absolutely <laughs> agree. And the way you speak to yourself is super important. Your, your thoughts where. Focus goes, energy flows, your thoughts are super important, but also the way you speak to yourself. If you would not speak to your best friend or somebody that you love dearly, the way that you speak to yourself, we got to try to change. We have to change that because, you know, we hear what we say to ourselves and if we're being abusive, that's, that's no way to live. But I think that, um, I, the step I would love for those that feel like maybe they're ready to make some changes, self-care. Self-care is number one. And that can look different every day for different and for different, different, for different people, but really what, like you said, what do I need? What do I want? What am I missing? And knowing that everything we, everything we seek is within. So really tuning into ourselves and getting to know love and trust ourselves is really important, whether that's journaling, doing yoga, seeing a therapist, however, you can get in more touch with yourself. And that's, That's one of the first steps in my fierce and free blueprint is really getting in touch with your mind, your body, and then aligning every, your outside world with your inside world, because, um, yeah, we don't want to seek it from elsewhere. The, you know, validation or people pleasing, that's where all that crap comes in. So that's nonsense.
0: (laughs) Yep. I completely and utterly agree. Um, trying to think of another one and I had one and then all of a sudden they went, out of the way um which is not unusual after being spit well (laughs) i think that would be it then um journaling reach out to people who you know if you want help if you want to start putting yourself first if you want to reconnect to who you are reach out there are a lot of people like myself and sarah who can help you do that um and just really just think about your think one of the first steps, look at your family. Look at yourself and look at your family and ask yourself, is this what you want? Not your family in general, but the way that it's going, the emotions that it elicits, um, the lessons that we're teaching, the daily living that we're doing, ask yourself whether it makes you happy, whether it feeds your soul, and, and go from there. See if there's little tweaks that you can do here and there, right? Getting everybody involved in You know, instead of doing chores, everybody has responsibilities. Do that. Get get people motivated. And not motivated, but (coughs) in action.
1: Involved. Yeah. And how are you showing up? And do you feel proud about that? Yep. Are you proud of the person you are? Who do you want to be? And how does that person live?
0: Yep. Um, one of the biggest things as a mother that you can ask yourself or as, as a parent in in what if your kid turns out like you If you are exactly the way that you are right now, and there's nothing wrong with that, again, I will repeat that there is nothing wrong with that. If you are sitting in a depression, if your children are the only reason that you're alive, um, and th- this doesn't go to any shame, blame, or guilt, you can change where you're at. Um, but ask yourself, you know, what are you teaching your kids? Are you teaching them how to love themselves? Are you teaching them how to be there for themselves, how to, you know, encourage themselves, how to put themselves first? Now, me being the the irritating genius that I am, this could send you in a spiral. Absolutely hearing that, asking yourself that question. Is this how I want my children? Do I want my children to become me? You know, for people who are in severe depression may think, you know, maybe they're better off without me. No, they're not. No, that's teaching them an even worse lesson.
1: Oh, gosh, yeah,
0: absolutely worse. So if you know where I'm going with that, if you felt that before, going that route will teach them an even worse, even worse outcome than being depressed. Yeah, so get help for that. If you have that thought in your head, get help it's you, you, you deserve to live. You deserve to be happy and you have the choice on that. It doesn't feel like it, but you do get help. Um. So if you ask yourself that question and it brings up a lot of very toxic, negative feelings, get yourself some help, whether that, again, whether that's myself or Sarah or some, you know, a medical professional or, Whatever and whoever that looks like, make sure that you get yourself some help because we, our children don't want to lose us unless we are absolutely and utterly shit kicking and abusing those kids, feeding them drugs or absolutely neglecting them. Our children are not better off than ever.
1: Absolutely not. Yeah. And we all have gifts within us and the world is waiting for us to share our gifts. And yeah, our children need us And not to be a martyr, but to show them the way. Yep.
0: Yep. To be the nurturer, the creative. You know, that's what women are. That's the feminine energy, that nurture, that creation, the the joy and the, the calmness.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Teach them how to be emotional. Teach them how to control their emotions. There's so many things that we're good at. So find what yours is. Get some help um, ask yourself the question, start having that internal dialogue. And if it's a negative internal dialogue, get help, yeah. make sure that you get your help. Um, cause none of us are meant to be there.
1: Yeah. Wherever you are, it's okay. And if you're not okay where you are, there's definitely another way.
0: Yep. Absolutely.
1: Where All we're right. Welcome. Well, thank you so much, Sarah, for joining me today. Thank you, Melissa. And thank you to anybody who's watching sending you all love and compassion. We're in this together.
0: Yeah, we definitely are. All right, just a family if you would like to connect with either myself or Sarah again, please do so link in the descriptions. Um you can find us. Uh if you would like to be a guest speaker or if you'd like to see a topic featured on Just a Live TV, please 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 make sure that you reach out to us at justalivetv.com. Check out our blog. Um, we are always looking for new bloggers and guest speakers. So feel free to, again, reach out, join our newsletter. Today's episode has been sponsored by Female Force Fitness and Coaching, offering our just to Family 10% off uh, coaching or training package or early bird pricing on the upcoming group coaching program, the Fierce and Fleet Free Blueprint, link in the description. And that is run and hosted by Sarah Jafar Adams. So go and check that out. Again, please do so. Like, follow, and share the show. I'm your host, Melissa Kretschler. Thank you so much, Sarah, for joining me. Thank you. All right. Lots of love, Just Family. I hope you have a wonderful afternoon, morning, or evening, depending on when or where you're watching from. And I will see you on the next episode.
1: (laughs) Bye. Bye.